Hello, hello on this beautiful Saturday. This is Goddess of Divine Love and Mustang Sally Promotions. And it is our pleasure today to have on as a spotlight, Craig and Jermaine Anthony. Mustang, are you on the phone? Yes, I'm here. Happy, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. <laughs> so, go ahead and get started, love. Okay, good, good. We're so excited to be speaking with the wonderful Craig and Jermaine Anthony today about their journey and their struggles leading to becoming awesome motivational speakers as well as gospel music artists. Tell us about Jermaine. Hello, hello. I'm Jermaine Walker. I'm a gospel artist um, for about 30 years, minister of music in uh, churches in the New Jersey, New York, tri-state area. Um I'm just, I'm just glad to be here with you all today, and I'm glad to celebrate God with everybody. I, I've always been a singer, songwriter, musician, and um, God's just taking me on a journey, and, and my journey is, is something that I just want to share with the whole world and let everybody know that no matter what walk of life you come from, no matter what your spiritual background, no matter what your, your natural background, that you can absolutely, absolutely make it with God, and that he has no respect the person, as, as so many of us are taught, you know, otherwise he has no respect the person. God is just amazing and he has been that for me. Amen. Craig, Amen. You you? Tell everybody about you. Okay, hello, hello. I'm Craig. I'm a young man. Um I started out in the church young. I've always had love for God but never really known what direction to go in within him. And um, mm -hmm. now I'm just in a place where I just want to share God with everybody. Anybody willing to share? Wonderful. Well, well we're happy well, to I'm, have you guys on. Thank you. We're glad you. It's an honor. All righty. Well, I'm going to go out and shoot out a question out there. What motivates you to do what you do? You guys can answer together or we can do it simultaneously. You have right okay. answer. Well, for me, what motivates me, again, like I said, I, I grew up in the church. I was a um, young, I started off early as a young musician. And the journey, what makes my journey a little different is because in most churches, especially, um, oh, we're kind of having a little mess up on the on right. your feedback. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, be, being taught in, in a lot of our churches, especially our black churches, um, which I was raised, born and raised in, um, we're taught that, you know, being gay, having certain lifestyles is not godly and that God doesn't love or God doesn't, um, you know, is, is not in your corner if you have a certain type of lifestyle, which sent me on a journey because ever since I was a child, ever since I was, oh my God, about five years old, mm -hmm. um, my affection has always been toward men. I've never um, found myself to be sexually attracted to females. And mm -hmm. although I, you know, I love my mother. I have a lot of females that took part in raising me and my family. Right. Um, I, I was never, my affections were never toward females. And um, growing up at the church, I went through a battle. I battled depression. Right. Um, low self-esteem, rejection, um, battle with my sexuality back and forth, mm -hmm. um, denial. So going on that journey, um, God just allowed me to, I, I went to a place where it took me about 40 years and I, I really hit rock bottom, mm -hmm. battling with the 
depression, uh, suicidal thoughts to the point where I finally um, picked up drugs. Mm-hmm. And one of the hardest drugs after not being on a drug ever in my life, never, um, not even drinking anything stronger than a, a what do you call it, a, a wine cooler. Yeah. <laughs> never, never drank anything heavy, anything like that. But um, I was introduced to a drug and it was crystal meth. Oh. And being introduced to that drug, it took me that, depression, low self-esteem, everything that I went through, it just took me on such a crazy journey. And I say crazy because I felt like there were days where I was literally going out of my mind. I felt like there were days where I didn't know where I was. I didn't know whether I was coming or going. Right. Um, I, I went into a, a fantasy world where, you know, sometimes it just looked like the things that were real. Mm-hmm. To, to everybody else was not real to me and anything that was real to me you know was not real to everybody else so i i went through that journey and as i long story short as i came to the end of that journey which was about a year and a half almost two years ago um god began to speak to me and mm-hmm. he began to which he which he always did my entire life he's always spoken to me but we get to a point um ladies where Sometimes you just stop listening, especially when you you get caught up listening to other people. Right. When you get caught up, you know, listening to other people's opinions, and you hear from your family, you hear from your friends, you hear from so many people, you get caught up listening to other people's opinions, and mm-hmm. you just totally block God out. Mm-hmm. And while He was trying to speak to my heart the entire time, I, I stopped being able to hear Him for a period of time. And then once I believe my my strongest belief is. Once God let me go through the things that I feel were a part of my process to make me, mm-hmm. he began to speak to me in the songs, and he told me that he still loved me. He told me that he never left me. Beautiful. He told me that he would never leave me, and he brought me through that, and then not only brought me through that, but he brought Craig, who is the love of my life, mm-hmm. brought him into my life, and he used him to love me out of a place where I was ready to just end my life. He he allowed his love to come through Craig's heart and love me back to a place where I now want to live again. I want to say again, what motivates me is my love for God, Mm -hmm. God's love for me. And then the way God chose to love me through Craig's heart. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's a beautiful story. Right. (laughs) Oh, you're breaking up again. I'm sorry. Is it any better now? Yes, it is. It yeah. is. Wow, wow. I guess absolutely. Um, for me, my motivation would definitely have to be the, the same thing. Um, growing up in the church, the difference, the only difference between me and main story would have to be he stuck it out with God mm-hmm. his entire life. Mm-hmm. Whereas I... Um, my mom made me go to church every day in the day. I made me go to church. Mm-hmm. So when I went to college, I broke free from all of that and I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I got a little taste of freedom and that was it. That's how it is, I, Craig. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And a lot of people don't, don't get me wrong. I understand protecting your child, yeah, but sheltering your child is, is a completely different monster. Yeah. And it's so, I left and uh, I got well, and I, I completely turned my back on God. Mm-hmm. I, my back oh, on wow. I picked up alcohol, weed, uh, meth. I picked it all up. Yeah. Trying to find myself. And, and I also met Maine, and through Maine, 
Lane, through Lane's heart, God, he, he showed himself to me. And I'm the, I can't explain it to people enough that God is in it. Because if he wasn't in it, I would still be on the drugs. So where did you guys meet? Say again. Where did you guys meet? Somebody that knew um, somebody that knew actually Craig first, and then um, introduced him to me. And as soon as I saw him, <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I, I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely love at first sight. But but here's the here's the thing, y'all. The the really peculiar thing about it is, when I was a child, before I even knew who Craig was, right? I my mom dated somebody who looked exactly like Craig to me. To me, uh huh. Um, I remember as a child, I was about I had to be about four years old, and the nickname that she had for this um, gentleman was Pooh. I remember that much. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this was I was I was about three or four years old. Um, they must have their relationship must have ended somewhere around when I turned five because she then met my stepfather, my current stepfather. So this man was out of her life at this point. But I remember seeing him. I remember his look. I remember the physicality of him. Hmm. And I when one night I was I had to be about eight, maybe nine years old in my bedroom. And I remember praying and talking to God and I, I could feel in my heart God asking me, what do you need? to make you happy. And I remember crying to God and saying, I just want to poo. No. And I'm telling you some 30 some years later. Yeah. So that's why I said when I saw Craig, he he was the spitting image to me. Uh He was the spitting image of this man. And when I saw him, I knew that that was the person that I had told God that I wanted. I knew that was the image of what I told God what, when he asked me in my heart, what would make you happy? What would make you feel complete? I said, I just I just want to poo. Because in my mind as a child, yes. I'm looking at my mom's happiness. I'm looking at, you know, right. when, when you said something about this man, it looked like her world lit up. It looked like, you know, he made her happy. And as anybody, I just wanted to be happy. Right. I just wanted to feel loved. I, my biological father was not in my life. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know his love. I didn't know his affection. And I just, I wanted to, I wanted to matter. Right. I wanted to be loved. And that's how I processed it. I processed it as, I just want to poo. I want the person in my life that's going to make me smile from the inside out. I want the person in my life that's going to make me feel like, you know, living and loving and enjoying life. Right. And I, the only way I could describe it was a poo. And when I saw Craig, he literally looked to me just like this individual. And it, it made me it made me know right away that this is the one. This is the one. Well, I can hear it in your voice. That's a beautiful story. I can hear it in both of your voices. Absolutely. I love them with all my heart. Okay. Now, Jalen, do do, do you think uh, gospel music is as popular as it is uh, as rap or hip-hop? I think that it's on its way. But in all honesty, I don't think that it is as popular um because to me i feel like the the rap artists have always now i, I might get in trouble for this but it's okay the rap artists <laughs> to me and the secular artists have always been real 
to to what they're talking about, their messages, to the things that they display. They've always been real. Whereas, in my opinion, my disclaimer, in my opinion, I feel like a lot of us as gospel artists, me included, we always sing about what we hoped for, what we wished for, right? What we wanted, but we have a hard time singing about what was real. If you hurt, say you hurt. Right. You know, I can appreciate that about the the country western singers and some of the the artists that you know. If if you're angry, say you're angry. If you whatever your pain is, whatever your dilemma is, right? Be real about it. And I think that's what the gospel industry missed for a lot of years. We were so busy singing, and it's nothing wrong with you know singing praise songs. I, I love them. I love worship songs. I love praise songs. I love right. songs that, right. that talk about having faith and things being better. But I can have I have such a respect for songs also that talk about how people's pain actually feels and, and helps people to understand that it's okay to be real. It's okay to be human Absolutely. and hurt sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to, to, to know that if you cut me, I'm gonna bleed just like you. Right. And I okay. feel like a lot of our, I feel like a lot of our gospel singers especially in the earlier times missed that we got so caught up in singing about the praise that we couldn't really connect mm-hmm. with the real what people are actually going through mm-hmm. i agree but okay. we're on our way we're on our way i agree right. yes definitely now craig do you feel the internet has impacted the music business or how do you feel absolutely absolutely i believe the internet has become a very um general and, and worldwide uh, platform for everybody to kind of get their message out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the internet is, is a, it's a blessing and a curse. Definitely. It can be, if it's used properly, the internet can do some amazing things, mm-hmm. but used improperly, it can destroy lives. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Now, you both can answer this, or do you feel that the gospel has a positive or negative impact on society? Okay. You want to go first? I'll go first. Um, so, to me, I feel like when the gospel is being sung from a real place, mm-hmm. when the gospel is being sung from a, a, a pure heart, I feel like it does uplift it. That I would have I, I would have never made it if it was not for oh, wow. gospel music. Because mm-hmm. it's it's something about giving God praise. It's something about singing your 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 faith level to God. Your 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 truth. It's something about just lifting Him up that absolutely will bring you through anything. Yeah, feels so I do, good. I, I I absolutely do feel that gospel music has such an impact on people, especially when it's done in the right spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done from a pure heart, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I agree, but I, I think your last comment definitely ties uh-huh. into this one as far as singing from a place of hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially people of today, you don't see hope. Mm-hmm. You don't see hope. So for us as gospel singers to be singing from a place of hope, it still makes the church and God look untouchable. Mm. So you come at people who are living in the very real world and, and, and dealing with very true things, but you're singing about hope. No, I, I need you to tell me 
you know, about, from like you said, from a very real place. Tell me about the struggle. Tell me about being right. poor. Tell me about, Tell me about these things. Tell me how you overcame. Right. And that's where I think our music differs because it comes from a very real hurt place. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So are those the reasons that some, some of the reasons why you guys have channeled your music in the gospel direction? Is that some of the, like, statements? I would say for me, it, it absolutely is. Um, from 30, 30 plus years of being in the gospel industry, I've watched the gospel music evolve from just being, you know, God is a good God, God, God is good, good, good. To right. now, people are actually talking about the pain. I've been hurt. I've been wounded. Right. Been, you know, <laughs> people need to know that it's okay. God doesn't expect us to walk around feeling, um, you know, like we're we're just in heaven all the time. He put us on this earth for us to experience earthly things. Mm-hmm. He put us on this earth to love. He put us on this earth, and He knew that we would be hurt. He knew that we would be wounded. That's why he left us a comforter. Mm-hmm. Because he knew we were going to feel pain. And he feels our pain with us. I believe that God wants us to sing like Craig said. He wants us to sing songs of encouragement. But sing it from a real place. Let people know. Um, and, and if I can, I'll give you an example. Um, there's a, a lady that we minister to, and I won't mention her name, but she just buried her husband. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, so many people are calling me and they're they're messaging me and telling me, oh, it's going to be all right. Don't cry. Don't be sad. Um, you, you know, let your let, let your heart be better. You don't have to say God is going to fix it. God is going to fix it. And she said, I don't want to hear that right now. Let me grieve. That's right. That's because right. people need to know that God does not expect that. OK, I understand they're in a better place. I understand they're right. with the Lord. But people need to be able to still say, I miss you. Right. It's healing from being able to speak your truth. I miss you. I'm mm-hmm. so sad that you're gone. Mm-hmm. I understand that you're with God, but I still miss you. Right. 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 There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. And I feel like, you know, when as, as people begin to evolve with the music, like I said, years ago, we didn't hear a lot of songs that's, that gospel songs that came from a real place. We heard a lot of gospel songs that came from a place of faith, which is beautiful. I believe it's going to be better. I believe God's going to work it out. Everything's going to change. Everything's going to be all right. But now we're starting to understand that people are not in the everything's going to be all right mode all the time. Sometimes people are in the I'm hurting right now. Mm-hmm. I need to touch right now. Right. My pain is great right now. People mm-hmm. need to be okay to say that and not feel like God is disappointed because they're not just, you know, jumping for joy because of their pain. That's not realistic. No, it's, not. it's not realistic to feel that people are going to, you know, I, I, I just lost my, oh, praise God. No, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, um, you guys are, you, have, you say you have four CDs out now? Well, yeah. Tell me about your four CDs and the name of them. Okay, so the very first one um, that I did back in the time, it was called Jermaine A. Walker, This Gift Given to Me. Now, I, mind you, Craig, I've just um, celebrated two years of being together. So these all took place before he came. So this is um, This Gift Given to Me. I did the next one was God's Got a Better Way. I did It's a Family Affair. And I did the next chapter. Now that Craig is in my life, we're working on a single called God, Me and You. We're working on a single that I did for 
the loved ones that we had, just like we were just talking about, the loved ones that are missing family members and, and, and loved ones that have gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, that song is called Thinking of You. You were actually trying to oh, wow. that Yeah, that one. We, we actually did that on Facebook for... Um, <laughs> I have to look back and get the date of it, but we did it on Facebook at the beach during the sunset. Oh, nice. Oh, maybe I think I saw that. Yes, yes. Yes, and that, yeah. I did. That woman is so beautiful. Yeah, that was... That was um, very nice. Craig had actually just lost his grandfather, uh, his uncle, uh-huh. and I just lost my grandfather. And um, we, wanted to, we wanted to share because we knew a lot of people were going through pain and Yes. So we um we wanted to share and we wanted to share everybody's hurt with them and we wanted to just encourage everybody to know it's okay. Celebrate your loved ones that have gone on because their legacy lives on. Right. And we'll forever, right. As as we say in our, our uh T shirts, we can't wipe away the tears. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We can wipe away the tears, but we can't wipe the memory, nor will we ever want to wipe the memory right. away from our hearts. Right. Right. So that single we're working on now, getting it mastered so that um, that can be put out. And that's uh, by Craig and myself. Um, and also Craig is getting ready to do his single, Precious Lord, slash Lead Me, Guide Me. It's a spinoff of oh, the okay. Precious Lord, Take My Hand. Nice. Okay. Now, um, what is the message you would love to give to your fans? What message would y'all love to give your fans? I would say, I do not allow anyone to take, diminish the value of your testimony. Wow. Oh, yes. I love it. Love it. Your testimony is your testimony, and there's no other testimony like that. Absolutely. So, what you got going on, don't, it, it don't need to look like somebody else's story. You don't need to look like right. mother story in the church or deacon so-and-so. Your testimony is your testimony. I, I battle with drugs. I'm I'm proud of my testimony right. because I overcame. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a victim to my testimony, so don't let anybody devalue or diminish your testimony. Absolutely. And I would just say, and to compliment what Craig said, I would say we're all a part of God's body, mm-hmm. and whatever part you are, have you have mutual respect for the other parts because. We position. We all have a very valuable part in the body of Christ. And you can't diminish or devalue somebody else's part because you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm not meant to be a toe or I'm not meant to be a foot or an ankle, but whatever part you are meant to be, mm-hmm. be that because it's very valuable. God doesn't pluck away, just like we would not pluck away any part of our body God doesn't want any part of his body plucked away, so all are a part of his body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now, what's the best advice that you guys have ever given? Mine will be get people out of your ear. Mm-hmm. Out of your ear and listen for God's voice. Listen for listen uh-huh. for his voice through your heart. Let him speak to your heart. Get mm-hmm. people out of your ear, out of your head, and let God speak to your heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, that is wonderful. I, I, I agree. I was right there with Craig because that's that's one thing that we constantly preach to people. 
if you can just get back to the day God created you and gave you life, which is most of, for, for all of us, it's our birthday. The day that God said, let mustangs come into the world. The day that God said, let come into the world. The day that God said, it's time for you to come into the world. Mm-hmm. He had something on his mind. And we go through life. However many years of life we go through, people tell us what we're not. And people tell us, if they don't tell us, they're trying to show us. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us have been raped. I've been raped. I've been molested. I've had so mm-hmm. many things happen to me. And it decreases your value. Mm-hmm. But if you can just get back to what God had on his mind when he originally created you, and just dismiss all of the stuff that life has tried to make you, right. you'll find that you do have true purpose, and your purpose is more powerful than anything you could never imagine. Right. Okay. Now, um, what, are you, what, are, what are you most afraid of? Are you most afraid of? Yeah, I don't know. I am most afraid of giving people a bad representation of who God is. Okay. I never want people, uh, and I'll just speak from my experience, I got a lot of bad representations of people telling me who God was and how God was and what God says and how he feels. Right. And now to have my own relationship with him, I want everybody to know that God is, I'm going to say this very incorrect, but God is how you is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Everybody, each one of us are a piece of God. Is I feel like when He gave each one of us life, He pinched off a piece of Himself. Mm-hmm. Each one of us. So, get look, do everybody has their own relationship with God, and I my biggest fear is showing people a bad representation of God. Mm-hmm. We are. Bad representations of him, so I don't want to be a part of that bad representation at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I agree. No. You agree? I absolutely agree with that. I agree. Okay. Now, Craig, I do. I think I think I've seen or heard that you said something about you being an author. So, tell me about your inspiring author mm. series. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're working on something, and it's it's um. It's kind of because uh, you know you have the you have the Bible right, so you have right. the New Testament, you have the Old Testament, and then you have the New Testament. But me and May say this all the time: there is a current testament of today. Mm. Even um, one of the great uh, Clark sisters, Dorinda Clark Cole, uh-huh. she has a gospel according to Dorinda, mm-hmm. and everybody has a gospel according to them that's right everybody has their own story their own testimony that they've gone through with god but nobody documents these things nobody sits down and writes down well one day i had the needle in my arm and i I, I felt god speaking to me and you know nobody documents these things and the book that i'm aspiring to do has to do with everybody and their individual current testament of right here right now Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. I actually the other day we did a live and i told everybody i was like there are scriptures embedded inside each one of us mm-hmm. god is writing scriptures inside each one of us and one of them that i wrote down the other day it said faith grants you access but the work is done in your brains mm. Wow. Beautiful. Okay. So, 
it's kind of it's just it's just a current testament. I'm not gonna call it a Bible. It is it's not a Bible. Mm -hmm. It's not uh -huh. a current testament of my it's it, the gospel according to Craig. I'll put it that there way. There you go. There okay. you go. Yeah, that is right. There you go. Current testimony. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, hold on. Um, hold on, Mustang. Um, I don't want okay. this to cut off because this this conversation, this interview is getting very very nice. Um, and I don't want this to cut us <laughs> off in the middle of it. So let me. Okay. Let me stop this episode here, and. All right start up again and just one second i love that um we actually got you guys on the phone today i'm loving this i got chills <laughs> listening to you guys <laughs> absolutely love it yes okay just one second All right, so we are back again with Craig and Jermaine Anthony. Um, yes, yes. yes, and Mustang, thank you for introducing me to them. I love it. Yes, I love them too. <laughs> um, I have a question. Huh? Another question I have is I know that you said you performed a few places, Jermaine, but go ahead and where have you performed both of you guys and do you guys have any upcoming shows? Since COVID nineteen, I know everything's kind of been slow. Yeah, with the COVID, we we've been kind of slow. Um, most of everything that we do now is on um the Facebook, and we're trying to get some things actually done on YouTube. Um, so okay. we can put, you know, so we can do the virtual. We're not we're not as savvy with the virtual stuff yet, so we're trying to get there. <laughs> we're trying to. Yeah, but you're doing fine. it. You guys are doing it. I see you. Right. I know. I know. So what, what, tell us, tell us the fans, what platforms that we can find you guys on. As of right now, just Facebook. Um, we just started out small, um, mm -hmm. a job as well. So starting out small, just Facebook as of right now and, and YouTube. Oh, okay. That's cool. What, now tell us this, what, what, uh, well, I know that you have, have you made any videos, uh, Craig? Or just Jermaine, that's the one that's done the video so far. Yes, no, I haven't, I haven't done any videos yet, but we're working. Mm -hmm. Just okay, because I was gonna ask what inspired y'all to create the amazing videos, and even the ones that you have created on live, those are videos as well. So you can just go with that. They are some amazing videos yeah. on YouTube. They are. Um, I watched a few of them, and they are really heartfelt. They touch, and it's, it, it, this is the amazing part. Because they're not popular videos simply because uh -huh. they're not your typical gospel. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not um, uh, commercial or mainstream. Mm -hmm. Where you mm -hmm. get you a nice little groove to it. Don't give me the music is amazing, but the music is so much more spirit and heart. Right. So it's it's when you come when you come to meet me or Jermaine. It, you're gonna get so much more than what you get in church. Right. That is very true. Because <laughs> I feel the same way once I hear you guys. Once right. I'm down when I see you, I'm automatically, I'm automatically stop and backtrack and go straight back to y'all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 
Yeah, you guys have some beautiful voices. My brakes, I pawned my brakes. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, I have a few more questions, maybe one or two. But what what, what your favorite musicians do you guys admire? Musicians? Yeah, singers, actors. Who are your favorites between the two of you? See, I'm more, I'm more old school. I love Aretha. I love um, Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. in the gospel era, uh, era. Of course, the Clark Um Shaka Khan is one of my. Oh my God, I love her. <laughs> yeah. I love um, Quincy Jones. I think he is one of the most brilliant minds in music. Um, oh my God. So many, um, man, uh, Donnie McClurkin. Mm-hmm. I've always loved his his worship. I loved his music. Um, from a little kid, the Wyans, mm-hmm. um, the Hawkins, Andre Crouch, his sister, twin sister Sandra Crouch. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I love I love all the old 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 gospel singers mm-hmm. and, and then as far as the um you know the the motown singers i, I think everybody in motown was my favorite right oh really yeah everybody in motown they just all had a special tune a special so diana ross they all had their own sound their own mm-hmm. um something that the younger generation could pull from right mm-hmm. and, oh. yeah yeah uh, uh, I don't. I don't think I ever had a favorite. I um. I think R and B and 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 neo soul and love music was my favorite. Mm-hmm. This is, this is uh, the same way he says that young people could glean. I feel like the church could um, pull a lot from love music and R and B music. Yes, the relationship. With God is a very intimate one. Yes, it, it, very. But people take the intimacy out of it, thinking that oh, that's putting too much of the of the world in the church. Look, if you if you take the church out of it, God is so much bigger than a church. That's true. That's right. You know, yes, yes. Me, I um, it's two songs that I absolutely no, it's, it's three that I absolutely love. I love Anita Baker, My Angel. Mm-hmm. I love music, soul child, <laughs> and uh, Anita Baker. Uh, what's the other one? Um, it's two. It, I, I love, I love those two Anita Baker songs and music, soul child, love. Simply because you can take those words and apply it to your relationship with God, and it still applies. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Yes. Okay. Now I have one of my fan favorite questions, and they're like, uh, "Do you guys sing in the shower?" In the shower, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Best concerts. Yes. <laughs> Best concert. Yeah, I know that's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty, I'm done. I'm hot. That's cool. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the concert. Y'all can, you guys have the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all got that. 
So I'm done with my questions. Y'all can go ahead and sing the songs real quick and, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Alright. So let's, let's get it. This is one of our favorites. Can you hear us okay? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. This one's one of my favorites and of course this was written by the original was written by Hezekiah Walker. But Craig and I always like to do our own spin on it. It'd be personal with, with the Right, right. Need to speak to so this is called I Need You to Survive. Okay. Love it. Okay, it says, We're all a part of God's body. Each other to survive. Of God's body, stand with me, agree with me. We're part of God's body, it is will and be supplied. You are important to I need you to survive. You are important to us. We need you to survive. You must and God is. We love you. And you're a part of us. God loves you. And he has need of you. You are going to make it through. It is God's will that every need must be supplied. You both are important to us. And we need you to survive. You are important to us. We need you to survive. We need you. You need we're all a part of God's body. Stand with us. Agree with us. We're all a part of God's body. It is God's will that every be supplied. You are important to what we need you to survive. You are important to us. We need you to survive. So we will pray for you. 
We need you to survive and we won't harm you. With words from our mouth, we love you and we need you to survive. Chills listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, so much for having us. It was such an honor. Yes. Such an honor. Well, I I can't wait to um, meet you guys in person. I'm putting that in the atmosphere because yes. um, you know Absolutely. I think now that um, you guys have been on our podcast, you guys are now our family. <laughs> yes. We've adopted you. <laughs> we are so happy. I don't know. It's, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to. You know, this is a, this is a true example of you don't have to see people in person. I know that's you right. Have to know each other to know that we all come from the same yes. heart. We come from the same love. We come yes. from the same yes. Yes. And when we can mutually respect that about one another, absolutely. It's so easy to love. Absolutely. Very easy. Very easy. Absolutely. Well, I thank you guys again for coming onto the podcast and just blessing us with your message, with your journey, with your healing messages. Um, is there anything else you need to say, Mustang? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, like I said, if you guys have any shout-outs to anybody, that's cool. I have said and asked questions all I needed for now. I'm trying to say something for the next interview. 
<laughs> yes. Yes, they're definitely you guys have to come back on again. Definitely. We just want to shout out to everybody because Craig and I, one thing you'll find out about us, we don't have respect to person. We've been through, we've been through the thing where, you know, people because of who you are, because of what they don't understand, they they tend to stereotype and push mm-hmm. you away, but we love everybody and we just want to tell everybody we absolutely love you and you're important. love you too. So important. Yes. Love you guys too. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Peace, love, and prosperity. Likewise. Likewise.